Welcome to the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show with your host, small business expert, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Join us every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildernetwork. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business today. Today's show, I'm going to start with an interview with Lenny Sabor with Invest Atlanta. He's going to discuss how to get your business funded. Then after that, I'm going to do a segment on how to live your entrepreneurial dream. All this today on the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show. I'll be back in a moment. Yes, the buzz has begun. The 7th Annual Nonprofit Trinity Awards will be taking place at the Ray Charles Performing Arts Center, 900 West End Avenue, Southwest Atlanta, Georgia, 30310, on Sunday, August the 26th. Women, get out those beautiful gowns, and men, look sharp with your tuxes. Best swag. Walk down the red carpet at 5 p.m., and the show begins at 6 p.m. Oh, yes, there will be hors d'oeuvres, entertainment, and so much more. Go to www.nonprofittrinityawards.org for more information. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Cat Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Hey, this is Mark Parham, and I'm back. I want to set this stage for this conversation about why small business is important. You know, in recent years, there's a movement. It's, it's a movement that takes consumers away from large, big box retailers and, and introduces them to the people doing business in their very own cities. You know, these are local farmers, craftsmen, antique dealers, just everyone that can provide services for you. But when a consumer supports his local business owner, he enjoys the benefits he can't possibly get from shopping at national chains. I just want to give you a few of those, and we're going to discuss more as we get into our conversation. One, you can improve your family's health, you know, by shopping at a, a farm, you know, a farmer's market. You're buying fresh vegetables. You can improve the local economy by spending money in your economy. You're keeping money in the economy. You're going to get to know people behind the product. You're going to be keeping your community unique. You're probably going to get better customer service. We're going to talk about that tonight and even more personalized service. But these are just a few ways of, or reasons why developing businesses in small communities is important. But I'm going to bring on somebody right now who's been working to help small businesses develop in the Atlanta market. For a very, very long time, we're going to find out about him and the work that he's doing and the organizations that he works with that can help you start a business in the community. So I want to introduce the one and only Jedi Knight himself, Brother Lonnie Savore. How are you doing this evening? Hey, doing fantastic, Mark. How are you doing? Yeah, man, I'm doing great, man. And I got you here. You know, I, uh, right. as, as I always got to say, man, I just... I've always appreciated, even when I first got into the game, it was, you know Lottie Savore? You know Lottie Savore? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because of the great work you've been doing in the community, man. And uh, so, Lonnie, I know you very well, so I want to give you a second. I want you to introduce yourself, and uh, then we'll get into this conversation about small business in the community. Yeah, so, which, as you said, uh, Lonnie Savore, I am currently the director small business programs for small businesses for Invest Atlanta. And Invest Atlanta is the economic development arm of the city of Atlanta. So whoever the mayor is will be that, automatically be our chairman. Of course, right now is Mayor Kasim Reed. 
And I sort of got my start in this in this this area in general back really in 1979 when I came in to work for what was known as Atlanta Economic Development Corporation under Mayor Mayor Mayor, Mayor Maynard Jackson. And so over the years, we probably funded over 600 projects in the city, leveraging over half a billion dollars of public-private sector financing. And, and the good thing is that a lot of the loans, most of the loans we've made over the years have actually been in neighborhood corridors, you know, like the, the West End, Auburn Avenue, uh, Calvinton Road, uh, East Atlanta, and pretty much name all of the corridors. Uh, one of the most successful ones we started back in the early 80s was working with Little Five Points and really helped to turn Little Five Points around. And that happened because they had a community development corporation that was actually involved in trying to create activities and assist businesses in, in the Little Five Points co- corridor. And uh, some people might not remember, but the old CNS National Bank was also a partner. And so we kind of le- leveled off and worked with them to kind of make things happen along those lines. But I've been involved in a lot of, a lot of other organizations as well. I'm treasurer for the Atlanta Business League. I'm also the uh, president and chairman of the board for the New Africa Business Association of Atlanta. And I'm also a former chair, chairperson for SWABO, the Southwest Atlanta Youth Business Organization that was founded by the great Ed Menifee uh, over 40 years ago. Wow. And I also work, you might not even notice yourself, I also work with the Basic World of Work Program. The Basic World of Work Program was actually founded by Ed Menifee about 43 years ago. And we go into the prison. As a matter of fact, I'm going, I go into the Atlanta Transition Center uh, located off of Pastor Leon right now, and we go into the prison system and really show, show the inmates how they can get out when they get out of that situation. Wow. Uh, they can they can get jobs, but also they can start their own business. And matter of fact, my, my workshop I'm giving this coming Saturday is on is on business, showing them how they can they can do that. And we've had some people who actually, when they got out the prison system, they they walked away with twenty thousand dollars in their pocket. And that's because they, they learned the skills of managing money. And the other thing, and this, this is a side note too, Mark, you may not know this, but so a lot, a lot of them have an opportunity as they begin to transition out eventually to, to work. And the way it's got, where it's set up is that let's say you're working, they might have a job at McDonald's, they might have a job at, at a convenience store, you name it, there are a number of different positions available and they they get a salary, but the salary goes into the system. And I just found out myself that they they, they tell me that if they make let's say a thousand dollars a month, taxes are taken out on that. The federal tax, state tax, federal is taken out, and then the uh, the institution takes out the top thirty percent of what they make for for you listen for room and board. Now, 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 the other issue is that you know the the, the institutions themselves make it between a little over thirty thousand dollars per inmate, so they oh, wow. really are. They <laughs> really are making, good. It's a lot of money in the penal in the penal system these days. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so so I'm involved a lot, a lot of a lot of things like yeah. that, and and yeah, a lot of activities going on. I didn't know about the you know the going in the prisons because I work with a lot of. Uh, people as they release come down to the league, so I, I work with them there. But it would be great to be able to get to them before they get out, uh, because they're under a lot of pressure after they get out. So, uh, oh yeah, yes, yeah, sign no me up for that. Let me know when you're doing that. Uh-huh. I love getting involved in that. So let's yeah, uh, okay. I, I might, I might, I might make make you know we have a graduation coming. I might, I might I, we'll talk about. We always have uh, a guest speaker to come in and, and talk to the, uh, oh, the graduates. You know, I'd love to and do all that. of that. So, okay, yeah. okay, we'll, we'll talk sign about me that. Up, go. Well, let's let's get started talking about this community, you know, development, you know, building business and community. Let's let's examine the uh, little five points area as a good example to me. And look, they had a little bit of everything. And uh-huh, right, you mentioned something about what, a CDC, a community development yeah, they, they, uh, right, What's right. that? So they had they had a they had a neighborhood. It was it was a, it was two. It was several people, but the two people come to mind is Kelly Jordan and Don Bender, who were instrumental in getting the organization established in Little Five Points. And then they began to work with community people and people who want to have a business in the area 
to arrange financing. And so they were able to get some assistance from CNS National. I think CNS National Bank eventually became, I think it's Bank of America now, but it went through a series of buyouts and that sort of thing mm-hmm. over the course of years. Uh, but but you got to have someone in the community who understands that and, and also understand what is available to them. And another example I'd give is you know areas like East Atlanta, and, and one of one of the, one of the persons from from the Little Five Points area also bought. We we helped them buy a block in East Atlanta. Now t- East Atlanta took a little longer to turn around than Little Five Points did. But you know, once once everything changed around, then in the area in terms of the community and people moving in, income going up, and that kind of thing, a lot of the shops you see there now could be supported by that by that base. So wow. the combination of ho- of housing that's necessary, and then you know, because the business is going to be a community business is normally going to be supported pretty much by the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so if the, if the neighborhood is growing and expanding and cre- increasing their per capita income and Disposable income, it makes for a good thing. Normally, you're going, you're not going to have a whole lot of new develop, new uh, commercial development taking place unless you see a serious in, inroad in terms of the housing. Another wow. example I would give, I don't have anything to do with this one, but but the Camp Creek Marketplace. Yeah, you know, that's. I moved, I moved, I'm, I moved in this area. I, I live in this area too. I moved over here in 1989. I would get off uh, 285 in Camp Creek. And it'd be nothing there but, tr- but, but trees and grass. <laughs> okay. <I> all mean, the <laughs> welcome of our road. And now you look at it now, and you say, wow, I didn't know this was going to be happening like this. But see, what happened was that, you know, the, in, in the back, like, that's, that's primarily in the East Point, but as you go to the side to where the, where the homes are, most, a lot of that is in the city of Atlanta. So when okay. all that housing development took place, and, and as you drive around the area, you see uh, some, some really up, upscale, nice homes in, in the area as well. Uh, the powers that be, once they realize that, you know, the population here, the, the predominantly African-American population in that area, had resources and money to support a commercial okay. development, you begin to see that take place. And, and, and really, and, you know, like it's pretty much booming right now in terms of what you see there. Yeah, I see it. Now, is there a CDC over there? Uh, no, actually, what happened with that? Uh, there was there was a major developer that, that okay. came in and really did that, you know, did that and took advantage of some tax I guess, credits. I think it was yeah, tax credits. I think it was tax allocation district mm-hmm. uh, financing uh, for development projects in that area, and, and that, that that sort of helped. So, the whole so, thing knows is no is knowing about what's available in court. For example, in Atlanta. And we have what's known as the, the uh, East Side and West Side TEDs, and we're we're now in the process of of unveiling a new uh, TED for the East Side TED. Look, the East Side TED time of areas like Auburn Avenue, Edgewood, the name of name part of that part of quarter over there, mm-hmm. uh, where we're going to make it be make we're making it available right now, uh, and it's primarily for. for Commercial property owners, mm-hmm. and 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 up to a million dollars can be made available to the particular project. So if you got a three million dollar wow. project, you arrange two thirds, and we could basically give you a grant for the other one third. Then you hold the finance. You said grant or loan? It's going to be a grant. Okay, grants. Okay, just so we're clear, yeah, exactly. grants grant. you don't have to pay back. Okay, okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. So you're saying if I have a $3 million project and I can raise two, you'll give me the third? Yep. Now, wow. there's some things you got to go through to get that. Yeah, you know, I know, I know, it's, it's, I know, it's, it's, I know yeah, but that's yeah, the basic yeah. premise. Okay. Yeah, so, 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 so uh, my, you know, my, my, my office, Invest Atlanta office, is going out in the community now meeting with people, business associations, and that sort of thing. So the thing about it is that we, we need to be aware of it. And so if you're not aware as they say, the people that, that are aware, they jump on things like this. First of all, they, they, they position themselves to be, in a, to be in a position to take advantage of it, okay? And you'll find sometimes because we can't take, we can't take advantage of it because we've got to come up with the two-thirds now. Gotcha. And so if you can't, if you can't come up with the two-thirds, then you're not going to be, although it's there for, for the picking Mm-hmm. You know, you you can't be at the table because you don't have the match. You don't have that 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 part of it. You know, so 
one way to do it is, is to form these, you know, partnerships. Uh, and, and you know what? Yeah, and, and, yeah. That, and that's exactly what I was going to I want to get back to something. In each of these areas, there was a CDC or there was somebody that was in the know. Okay, so it seems like to right, me, right. it seems like to me that each of these communities needs to start working together to try to figure out what's available for that community as a whole, not individually. Okay. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So if they put, so if they got together and put some little exploratory group together, I guess community people that live in the community, people that work in the community and have businesses, they could probably get somebody like you to come out and speak to them as a group to say, Hey, look, this is what's going on. You know, yeah, actually, but you know, they, uh, you know, uh, that's uh, Atlanta. We do that on a regular basis. And, you know, we have different departments. I'm in the economic development department. Mm-hmm. We have, we have a community development department that really works with the, the tax allocation, there's the TED uh, programs, and they, on a regular basis, come out uh, to talk to people in the, in the community. So the, the other thing I would suggest is that, you know, we need to stay in communication with the economic development, community development, uh, government structures. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so in my case, in West Atlanta, we're, we're, prime, we're, we're, we're all about the city of Atlanta. Okay, so we can't do anything in East Point, College Park, Riverdale, but they have their own municipalities. So the whole yeah. thing is that you need to have communication. And then the other thing I tell people that all of our, our board meetings are open to the public. And then also in our case, on our website, which is www.investatlanta.com, you'll see the schedule of what's going to, be, what's going to take place uh, on the agenda for a particular board meeting, and just by attending some of those meetings, you have a you get a good understanding about what's happening. Projects is going to be approved by a board, initiatives on the way, and that sort of thing. And the other thing you want to do is stay in contact with the planning office because the planning office pretty, pretty much everything you know, is going, what's going on. The planning you know, it's, it's, so it's interesting because when people come to me and they say they want to open up a business, and I say what well, part of town. I tell them to go to the city's website and look up the economic development and see what the plan is for that area. Because I had a client a while back that was would like to put something in the Virginia Highlands area, and I found the economic development plan for that, and they were doing like a cold juice bar, and it was perfect for what um, they had planned for the area. They're trying to turn it into this healthy corridor, you know, so mm. – the business mm-hmm. that they were putting in, when I looked at the economic development plan, it was all about walking and health and, you know, so that kind of business mm-hmm. would be, you know, in favor there, you know, versus another, you know, fried chicken place. Fast, probably fast, fast food, you know? yeah. Yeah, fast That's food. Right. So, right. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think, uh, so I guess the big question, you know, not question, the outcome of this is you need to investigate the area that you're going to have your business in and find out if it's your community what's available for your community to help you build your business. Okay. Right, right, right. So, so, so in, in, in our case, we, we have certain select neighborhood areas. One of our major, our major programs is called the business improvement loan fund program, which goes up to a max of $50,000. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example, how, how it could be creative. And what part of, part of the thing that we do is that we call ourselves a financial artist. <laughs> and so, a financial artist is able to work, able to work with you, and, and paint a picture that will allow you to, to to do things that will allow the impact to be to be really great. And so, okay. in, in the Westview in the Westview area, we were able to work with a developer who actually already owned the property. He owned the block, but he it was a mixed use development that was which was apartments in the back, and the storefronts were commercial. And the apartments in the back qualify for state tax credits, which is like grant money, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for for that part of it. And then we gave him, we were able to provide uh, financing for ten storefronts, and mm-hmm. putting in twenty thousand dollars into each storefront at an mm. interest rate of two percent. <laughs> Come on now. So, so that was so that was, that was a two that was a two hundred thousand so dollar investment, you know, by us. And, and now the the whole area there is, is fully occupied. So and when you say you use the word impact, so what was the impact of that project? What was the impact? You said use the word impact earlier. Yeah, yeah. The, what the, was the, the impact? amazing impact was that it, it was if you familiar with that area over there, it was pretty much dilapidated buildings mm-hmm. over there, nothing happening. 
Uh, it went from that situation to uh, nicely renovated storefronts. Uh, at least, what, 10 businesses are over there on that side of the street. Uh, several years before that, we had helped them finance the other, other side of the street. And now, because of the activity in that, in that same quarter over there, there are other people buying property over there, fixing up their properties to do the same thing to reflect the, the, other, the other block adjacent to them. So it was, wow. it was a, a, nucleus, a nucleus impact that allowed to have a, a really serious uh, initiative. Now, well, so there's nothing that, that, that can stop someone else just, just on, you know, listening to the radio today uh, from really doing that, doing the same thing. In their community. So let me tell you this. The impact yeah. also looked like it was about 25 or 30 jobs were created. Oh, yeah, probably more than that. Probably more than that. I mean, if each business yeah. had three jobs, you know, yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, wow. So what you're yeah, saying, plus, though, plus, this can be plus. done everywhere. You just got to plan. It. You just can't jump out there and do it. You got to get with someone and help you plan this. Exactly. No, other things that they, they and some of the businesses they they can uh, people. Some of the people live in the area, so they live in the mm-hmm. area. They they, they they work. They they live, work, and play. You know, so they got. And you can also hire people from the community. Wow. At the same time, so really, it can cover cover a lot of things. You know, and so, but the whole thing is that we you, we have to be thinking like that. We have to be thinking that like that because it, because it, the, the, the 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 question right now is that if if we don't do it. Somebody else is going to do it, right? So let's talk about one. Be, of, people are going to be mad, yeah. right? They're going to be mad. Okay, use the word position. People get in the right position. Let's dig into that a little bit deeper. What do you mean by position? I mean, it can't just be money. I mean, it's like they're planning for growth. Well, well what, what think, think about it. Think about it. They, they, they. No, let me give an example. I, I find, and actually, the, the company is no longer around, but I finance a company called. Franklin Coffee Services, and Franklin Coffee Services, the person that had that, that, this was back in the 80s, so, you know, this was before we had all the technology today, so that's when, that's when you had a, you were in a coffee business, you were making some serious money. Right, his, whole thing, his, his whole thing was this, he said, Lonnie, I just want to have my businesses in downtown Atlanta. All right, and so that's where he was. And from downtown Atlanta, he ended up, a couple of things happened. Number one, he ended up expanding to a point where he had a, over 100 stores nationally. Mm. All right. And then the other thing happened, because he had his corporate office located by what is now Centennial Park, so when the Olympics came, you know, Centennial Park happened and a whole lot of other development happened in the area. His property value went up so high. <laughs> okay. All I, right. I think I think I think, I, I think the building the building that we funded was something like maybe three hundred fifty four hundred thousand dollars. I think he sold it for something like ten, about between eight ten million. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's so, so I'm, I'm saying that okay. so, so he positioned. So so he was thinking ahead. He said, "Well, you know, downtown Atlanta is going to grow, continue to grow." Now nobody knew the Olympics was going to come. <laughs> But but he positioned himself as, uh, the, with the premise that this downtown area here is is, is really uh, going to be going up in value over the years. Mm-hmm. So in his situation, it, it might have taken him maybe fifteen years for that to happen. But look what happened though. Right. So 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 likewise, you know, you have to position yourself by knowing exactly and having a feel for what's going on. A lot of people are doing things around the Beltline now. But see, they've been they started doing things around the Beltline when the Beltline plan initially came out. The Beltline is a 25-year project, and I think it's into its I want to say 12 years or so now. You know, so it's a 25-year project. It's 20. It was 25 years. It's still a 25-year project. It's not 25 years yet, but that's a 25-year project. Wow. So the thing about it is that if you know what's if you're in tune, what's going to happen. Then what you do is you position yourself to begin the own property in that in that corridor because you know that it's, things are going to happen. So but when so, I when I see, but when I come to so, uh-huh. so, so, so if you don't have, but you don't have if you don't if you don't have any money, then you can't take advantage of it. But I tell people all the time, I say if you if you're in a in a, in a mile race and you already. The runners ahead of you are already at the half mile mark mm-hmm. getting started. 
the only way you can catch that person is with a relay team. And the relay okay. team is you as you come together with your partnership situation, your corporation situation, with other people that's helping you to kind of get the get the job done, and mm-hmm. you, can, you can make those make those dreams become reality by doing it that way. So you're saying a number of small businesses getting together to collectively go after opportunities? Well, it could be small businesses getting together, but it could be individuals mm-hmm. getting together. Because okay, gotcha. The programs I'm talking about now is not so much small businesses. These, these are really, I'd say, small-scale maybe developers. Okay. People who have an inter- interest in development coming together. And then also it could be small businesses who say, you know, like, for example, when if you're familiar with Q-Time uh, right. Shopping oh, Center over there, so that's a that's an, I can give you give you a quick history on that one was that I funded that one back in I want to say probably the early nineties and it came together it was three uh, African American um, store uh, business people came together and they they formed a, a separate corporation to make that development happen and we ended up putting we went to city council. It was because it was the first new development to take place in West End in decades, and we were able to get the city council to approve the loan of two hundred thousand dollars at no interest back then. And you know they've been very successful. That they paid us off earlier, as a matter of fact. Wow! See, so that whole little this, that whole little area then, where the Q time is and the other stores there, they all work together right, right. on that. Right, they came together for the form of as I said, form a separate corporation. Uh, hmm. Pool their resources and did the same thing, you know. So I'm saying that there, there are opportunities that are out here if people are aware of them and they want to do something. They got to be thinking along those lines. So, so when they present their business plans to you about what it is they want to do, all this stuff is in there, or is it just very basic? I guess the thing is, when you say be prepared and positioning, that means you have to have a plan. So. Um, so you yeah, what, need to be what able to they could do, yeah, yeah, right. What I could do is that you know, I could sit down with people. You know, they have a plan as to what they want to. Let's say somebody said, "Well, you know, I know what's happening over there in on Auburn Avenue. I know that Invest you know, Atlanta has this TAD initiative out. You know, they've got money available uh, uh, up to a max of it. Don't have to be three million. It could it's a third or whatever. It could be three hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. You got you got two hundred thousand. And we can give you a hundred thousand. So a hundred thousand dollars we'll give you will be reducing the amount of money you got to come up with to get it. You know. And so and but you know, and they say, well, like so they say, well, they say, well, I'm looking identify maybe some property they want to acquire. And I think I think within a year. So let's say you bought some property on on Auburn Avenue, and it was the whole thing was let's say. Uh, two hundred thousand dollars to buy it, and, and, and now you need a hundred thousand dollars to renovate it, and so we can assist you with that because you're still within wow. that year's time frame. Wow. Okay. So, so just have just have a knowledge like that, you know, and, and that that's a program I don't work with directly, but I know people mm-hmm. in my office work with that, and they they've kind of educated me on on what it is, what it's all okay. about. And so what I would do, I, I would put them in contact directly on that particular program there. With the people in my office that can that can really give them more direct insight, that the people who are going to actually be working with the application when the application comes in. But I guess the big thing is they have to come to you to find out what's going on. They can't just wait for it. So you're saying they need to, you know, so far from what I'm gathering is that we have to be proactive about finding out what's going on in the areas that we're in. Okay, so by going to the meeting, listening to the board meetings. Uh, um, what about the neighborhood planning? Yeah, me, me, are they, are they, the are they very instrumental? Uh, what about the NPU? Yeah, well, yeah, the NPUs, yeah, NPUs are play a very important part too because a lot of a lot of new stuff coming through, you know, the NP the, the communities requires maybe some zoning variance and that kind of thing, and, it's, and it, it all has to come at some level through the NPUs. D- describe NPUs for a lot of people may not know what that is. Describe what the yeah, NPUs yeah, uh, Well, it's, it's, a, it's a neighborhood planning unit that I believe was established by Maynard Jackson. It was. It was Mayor, established by Maynard Jackson. Right, during, during, during this first term to, to get the community involved with things as opposed to you just driving around and seeing stuff happen, you know. So 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and there are different levels in terms of involvement with the NPUs, you know, but the NPUs can play a, pretty, a critical part in, in identifying things they'd like to see happen in the community, uh, being active. So we always encourage the people who live in certain areas to be involved with the uh, neighborhood planning units. And that's just what it was, neighborhood planning units. So right. as things begin to come to the, come to the forefront, they will be brought to the NPU to have some feedback and discussion on as it, as it kind of move forward. So if you if you are if you're against certain types of businesses, you know, being in your community, then and that needs to be voiced through the NPU as things come on the table, and you'd have you'd have a voice to to um, to say a word to say in terms of the, your particular situation, your feelings about it. Well, you know, so I found it interesting. You got to be proactive. Yeah. So 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 yeah. the whole thing there, like you mentioned before, is is being proactive mm-hmm. and just knowing what's what's out here. So, uh, you know, maybe we need to do some, you know, I know you guys are going out from Invest Atlanta, but we probably need to start doing some town hall meetings because it seems like, you know, like that whole area over near the Dome, what, what's going on with that? I mean, is the same opportunities exist well, over that, there? That, you know? Yeah, yeah, because right now, right now we're, we're over there now, and we're, we're acquiring some of the parcels over there, and eventually those parcels, uh, you know, will be, will be sold off to somebody, some individuals. And based upon a plan, development kind of plan, that kind of thing, you know. So, you know, so the whole thing there is just being being aware of what's uh, what's happening in the area, what's available, and there's certain new funds. We we have funds available through to our regular small business programs that that I actually, actually I'll, I'll be giving a presentation on my, on my program. As a matter of fact, this Wednesday. At my office at five o'clock. Well, About tell people how to get. You know, I should have put that in the. Uh, I'm going to send that out. I'm going to start sending out your uh, flyers for that. For that, because I think it's very important. Um, so I'm, I'm going to make it a point to make sure people know when those. So tell us about that. Tell us about that. Yes, uh, I, 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 I give a monthly workshop uh, every every month, the last Wednesday of the month normally, and at that particular meeting, I cover all of the loan programs available. Uh, to to businesses in the city in the city of Atlanta, and then we also have a couple programs also available to commercial property owners, and and those of you who might be not have a commercial business but interested in real estate acquisition, and that might need some renovation and that sort of thing, getting ready for tenants, we can we can assist with that. And so the the at the at the particular workshop, I cover all of the programs and the PowerPoint presentation and give you the application. I walk you step by step through the application, so you know uh, exactly what the requirements are to qualify for the program. And it's a Q and A session as well, so a lot of the questions will be will be uh, be asked and, and all the questions will be answered at that particular uh, event. And so the next one is going to be October the twenty sixth. At five o'clock, between five and six, or six thirty, and I give you a number to call to reserve a seat for yourself. That's four zero four six one four eight two nine four, and that's Cynthia Freeman. Right. And what she'll do is take you take your name and information. You need security to kind of get up, go through security, get up to our twenty ninth floor, so we can help you with that and, and make sure that when you get to the building, you'll be able to get upstairs. Well, I'm going to make sure that goes out when I send this show out for replay tomorrow. So basically what you're saying is the money's there, okay? The opportunity is there for us to build businesses in our community. We just have to get together and be proactive about it and work together to make it happen. Right, right. And the other thing I suggest we do is that if someone wants to start a new business, uh, the number one thing you've got to have for us, you've got to have at least 20% equity. Okay. And so what that tells us is you, you, you mastered the first the first lesson, and that the first lesson is that you have mastered the art of living off less than you make. <laughs> yeah, that, you know what? In the ATL, in the ATL, that is an art. Okay. Because <laughs> thing about it, you, you can't you can't save you know you can't uh, save money unless you. Uh, have mastered. I call it a consumption. In my book, I call it a consumption control, where you you, know, you master the art of you know of not of not consuming everything you put your hand on. <laughs> right. 
I know it, you know, people want instant gratification, man. So you, you gotta you gotta say, hey, you know, this, this is my this is my goal and so my goal is to have so much money to start my own business and you gotta start the date. Right. Even even as I say, even if it's ten percent. If you somebody give you give you a, a, a dollar, you got ten cents set aside. And we got to start thinking like that because that does show that you, you made a plan to start this business. You just didn't wake up one day and decide, I want to start a business. So, uh, so man, I'll tell you what. I mean, so the the money's there. We just have to get together to figure out how to get access to it. Yeah, yeah, right. And we talked about a little bit about that, about how, what you got to do for yourself, but also what you got to do collectively. You, know, you come together. And I always say you want to come together. I don't care who it is you come together with. You gotta make sure you have a like mind situation. Mm-hmm. Somebody that thinks like you. You know, if you believe in doing things right, paying taxes, and doing things the right way, you don't, you don't you don't need a partner who believes just the opposite. Right, 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 you right. Know? How often yeah, do you see sure. that? Do you see that often? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen it on occasion. I've yeah. definitely seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I can I can tell you. I might write another book just on that. That'd be what it fell off. How not how not to start a business. Right, right. <laughs> so so yeah, maybe you if, know, if you know how not to start a business, you know right. how to start a business. Right. Yeah, I guess you're right. How not to start actually I, there's a video that I played during one of my workshops on how not to start a business. But uh man, this has been a lot of great information, my man. Um I mean, I learned stuff today, and I sat through your works. It just seems like you got to stay on top of this, you know. And I, and you I think got, that, you really got to stay on top of it, man. You know, and then the people that stay on top of things are the ones that come out of here. And that's why I guess the uh, they, my whole thing about good habits. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all about leveraging. That's the key. That's the key word I use too for the audience. Is that it's all about leveraging. You know, you don't have to come here. You don't have to come with all the money you need to do something. It's about leveraging what's out here, and and, and, and leveraging is nothing really but assistance and help. Right. So you, and not being afraid to ask your, for help. Exactly. Exactly. And then also knowing where knowing, knowing where to go to ask for help. Right. I get you report. I get that is right. Yeah, that's, that's that's probably that's that's that's, that's half of it right there. You don't know where to go. Oh, I know y'all where they're doing that. Oh, I've not known that. I would. Yeah. I had people tell us, man, I didn't know y'all was doing that. If I'd known that, I would came to you about four or five years ago. Well, you know, and, and that's so, what I know. kind of feel my role has been now with this show and the work I do at the league, just trying to get the information out there. But you let me know I'm not even doing a good job at that. Cause, you know, I hand out your flyers to people for your workshop when they ask me, but I need to be handing them out, period, because maybe they are ready to do something they don't even know they know until they see it in front of them. You know, yeah, but so, you know, I tell people in my workshop, like I think last week we had, had fifty-five people that came to the workshop. I already told mm-hmm. them. I said, "Listen, okay, you got, you got fifty-five people in this room." I said that uh, less than ten percent of y'all are gonna actually apply. Hmm. Who you know? At the end, I said, "Who's gonna who's gonna apply for a loan at, 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 at sometime this year?" And all the hands go up. I said, "Well, you know, the reality is that." It was fifty y'all in here. Where we get five applications, that'd be a good thing. Wow. Because well, maybe people you know, say they want it. People see people say they want it, but then they they find out that you know that they are not willing to pay the price. Right. And well, we got to help that, understand that's, that's the price to be paid. Yeah, you got right. yeah, you know also you know so my thing is positioning them to be able to to be successful requires them to understand the rule. I call it the rules of the financial game. <laughs> you gotta understand the rules. So uh tell people how they can uh get in touch with you, Lonnie, man, if they want more information and uh Yeah, they they they, they call they call call me call me directly at, at my office it, it says four four six one four eight two nine two. And that's that's uh Lonnie Sabor at Invest Atlanta and the website and you can see all our loan programs and information about Invest Atlanta www.investatlanta.com Alright man well thanks for the information Mark, 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 what I do, I'm, 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 I'm coming back next time and talk about the New Africa Business Association no, and I, well, you know what we'll, we'll we, can do that that. we can do that next week we can make that happen bro. because I really wanted to talk okay. about it but uh, we're only doing an hour tonight So, but I'll have you back and we can talk about that because I really want to talk about to me that's community development right there so we'll get back on that 
But thanks a lot for coming out tonight, man. I really appreciate your time. And I might have you back to talk about the, the New Africa Business Association. All right. Appreciate All right. it, Mark. I enjoyed it. All right, man. Okay. All right, man. Thank okay. you. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. right. We heard only a piece of the puzzle. You know, we're going to talk about the rest of this year. All I'm talking about is small business in our community. And that was the beginning of it. Had Brother Lonnie Sabor, who's been like a Obi-Wan Kenobi Jedi Knight for this for a very, very long time. Has a lot of information that you need to go get. He's telling you, come get it. You can get it for free. You have to pay for it. So we're going to have him back with a number of other shows. We're going to have Ira back talking about how to get your credit right. I got other people that are going to be coming on doing shows through the end of the year trying to get you ready for the new year. I don't want you to wait till January 1st and try to get this party started. I want you to get that party started now. I'm going to be kicking off a campaign starting in November called They Don't Know They Can because a lot of you don't know that you can do this, but I'm going to show you how. You're going to have to register. You're going to stick with me. You may even have to, yes, spend a little money. You need to invest in yourself, but I'm going to make sure your investment brings you value. So you listen to Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk, Real Talk with Real People, talking about real issues facing small business today. I look forward to our next encounter. It's so important as we start talking about what we're going to be doing this evening. It's going to be about how to stop making or steps to making your small business dream a reality. Okay, creating a dream is like creating a a, a plan to build a house. You know, you pour over the plans, you do research, you have concepts, you meet with your attorney. It's just like working to build your business. But it's a grueling process. So what I want you to start thinking about is doing almost what we're talking about, creating your dream home, but I want you to create your dream business, okay? These are the things I want you to start thinking about first. I want you to, number one, know exactly what business you're in. I want you to visualize it, okay? If it's a trick question, no, it's not. I want you to just think about, if you're thinking about cookie making, I want you to think about making cookies and selling cookies and having a cookie store. Whatever your business idea is, I want you to start thinking about what it's going to take to get you there, okay? So I want you to visualize your dream. I want you to think about the business you want and visualize yourself at the top of it. If it's to grow a big business, grow a big business, but you have to visualize it, okay? I want you to think about number two. I want you to have a clear understanding of what you think your clients are going to want, not only now, but in the future. Because a lot of times we come up with one product, but I want you to start thinking ahead so you visualize. You're, first, you're selling cookies, then you're selling pies, then you're selling cakes. But I want you to think about, ultimately, everything that you want to be selling. I want you to visualize. Okay? But I want you to have a clear understanding that it meets the needs of who your clients are. Critical to know what your clients want. Then the next most important thing is your mission statement. It really needs to reflect what your values are, okay? Your personal values. I want you to create one for your business, and I want you to create one for yourself. But your mission statement should be crafted in a way that reflects not only your business values, but your personal values. A lot of times we skip over the vision statement. The vision statement is what helps us visualize the type of business that we want to be in. It's also clear to have your vision so you can visualize it clearly. You know, to live without a clear image of your own vision, you'll be living with someone else's vision and what your life is supposed to be like. Illuminate your vision by requesting and completing your vision statement. You've got to have it. 
You know, a lot of people are using, creating their vision statement using vision boards where they're actually cutting out pictures of things that they want or places they want to be. Whatever helps you stay focused on what it is, you've got to have a clear and concise vision. I want you to know also what are your strengths and what are your limitations. But not only you, but also your competitors. There's going to be other people out there dealing what it is you do. What are their weaknesses? Sometimes it's customer service. Maybe they don't have the best tasting food. Maybe there is location. I don't know, but you need to know their strengths and their weaknesses as well as knowing what yours are. Now, once you've identified their strengths and weaknesses, I want you to start figuring out and visualizing once again how you're going to compete against them. Not only compete, but overcome. Not only overcome, but win. Not only win, but how are you going to get their customers to become your customer? What are you going to offer them? That's why I wanted you to establish what their weaknesses were. Maybe you could offer something that they're not offering. I also want you to start thinking about your primary aim so you can have direction and focus, so you can create something to measure yourself by. Understanding your company's primary aim gives you the ability to shape your business rather than accept whatever pain and pleasure comes your way. I want you to start going after business and stop hoping it comes after you. If you take aim and shoot for the type of business you want, you'll be closer to achieving your goals. This is even more important. Your business goals have to be in alignment with your personal goals. A lot of times when I'm coaching people, I ask them what their personal goals are. And it just so happens that their personal goals are extremely different than their business goals. You have to understand that this world of entrepreneurship, it's your life. So it's everything. You can't separate the two, so you need to make sure that both of these are matching. And the other thing I want you to start thinking about is how you review and upgrade your business plan. I want you to have one. I want you to develop one so that you can get out there and you can start working on developing your ideas. But your plan is going to help you stay focused so that you can stay on your plan, stay on your path. Because if you don't do it, you're going to be in a way that it's going to matter how you look at things. So I want you to start start focusing on your plan because if you don't, you will be stuck in someone else's reality, Okay. I want you to think about the fact that when you start working, you have to try to make things done. I want you to make sure you hire the right people. I want you to make sure that you change your vocabulary. Okay? I want your vocabulary to be positive. I want you to take action, not only action, but take massive action. Okay? I want you to start thinking about things that are going to help you stay focused. Having the right people around you is so, so important, okay? Because if you don't, you have to make sure that you'll get sidetracked, okay? So I don't want you to not get out here and do this. I want you to visualize it. I want you to visualize being profitable. I want you to visualize making money. But I don't want you to compromise on the quality of the products that you have. Okay, I want you to create a practical approach to starting a business. Take the steps. Read the books. I have a couple of great books out there on how to start a business. I want you to read them. But the biggest thing I want you to have perseverance because it's crucial to your success. A lot of times you're going to get tired. But if you have a plan and you have a vision, you can persevere. You're going to have to adapt and evolve also. Things are going to come at you you're not used to happening. You're going to have to learn how to adjust to those. 
But these are all things that are so important when you get out here and you start working to grow your business. And these are the things that I want you to stick with and move them forward because they're so, so important. And also, I think the most important thing, too, is to stop overthinking things. You got to get out of your way. You got to start thinking about how to stop overthinking. Once you get out there and try it, once you start working on your backup plan or not work on your backup plan, a lot of people have them, I want you to start working on it, all right? Because it's so, so important for you to start moving forward. So for the rest of this you know, month of January and February, I'm going to be working on trying to give you the information you need to get yourself in the right mindset. I'm going to be doing some webinars coming up over the next coming weeks on how to evaluate your business idea. I'm going to go to a format that has you're going to be working three days in a row, Friday, Saturday, Sunday on it. It's going to be a webinar, but you are going to learn how to evaluate your business idea. We're going to do it all at one time because I found that, you know, the, coming up with the weeks and coming into the past, you know, time, you know, taking a week off every week, we're not going to do that anymore. I'm going to help you measure through it. So I'm going to be doing a lot of webinars. I want you to share information with your friends and help me get the word out because it's going to be so, so important. You've been listening to Mark Parham. Not a long show tonight. Just want to bring you some information about how to move yourself forward and how to live your dream. Thank you for joining us this evening on the Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark E. Parham. It is our mission to provide you with the information you need to make educated decisions, decisions that will help you walk in your purpose. We are here every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildertalk. We hope you enjoy the show.